This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Wednesday, May 26th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, the Savage One, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing good, man. A little tired, but uh, other than that, pretty damn good. How are you doing this morning? Doing all right. I think I was telling you uh, beforehand that I uh, couldn't shut my brain off last night. Probably fell asleep about 2.30 in the morning, so I'm working on only a couple hours of sleep. I expect to hit a wall at some point. Uh, hopefully it's not during the show, though. I don't think so. Our show's pretty dang quick anymore. It's, uh, as we used to joke, the fastest hour. Well, it's always the fastest hour now, so I think we'll be all right. That it is. That it is. Well, uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question for my co-host. Tony, if you live to be the age of 100 plus, what would you mm. attribute that longevity to? Hmm. That would be uh, that's the only logical answer, you know, because if I wasn't, uh, then then there's no way I could. <laughs> um, no, see, in all seriousness, it would probably be doing uh, uh, being mostly healthy, active, uh, not doing drugs, drinking a lot of water, um, not really, you know, not abusing my body per se with a lot of with substances. I think uh Energy drinks could kill me. <laughs> Those are probably my my only really bad vice out there. But uh, other than that, I'd probably attribute to uh, living a healthy lifestyle and uh, uh, right. traveling. You know, yeah. mentally keeping it clean. I guess I could contribute those. I like that. Yeah, or, if you or they could kill me. I mean, <laughs> who knows? I don't think so. But if you went the Batman route, I I, I expect Batman would be dead by the age of sixty just <laughs> through the abuse he goes through. But <laughs> You know, I think you sort of hit the nail on the head, you know, live a, a clean, healthy life and, uh, you know, what? do what you can to try and prolong that and stay mentally fit. Well, all that goes to say that Australia's oldest ever man has included eating chicken brains among his secrets to living more than 111 <laughs> years. Yeah, um, I was down with the chicken, but you lost me at the brains. I don't know. He's 111. Might be on to something there. Retired cattle rancher Dexter Kruger on Monday marked 124 yep. days since he turned 111, a day older than World War I veteran Jack Lockett, 
was when he died in 2002. And I did say Dexter Kruger, not Freddy Kruger. So he's not living in your dreams. No, but he's got the best of both killing worlds. That he does. Kruger told Australian Broadcasting Corp in an interview at his nursing home in the rural Queensland state town of Roma, days before the milestone that a weekly poultry delicacy had contributed to his longevity. Chicken brains. You know, chickens have a head, and in there, there's a brain. And they are delicious little things, Kruger said. There's only one little bite. Kruger's 74-year-old son, Greg, credits his father's simple outback lifestyle for his long life. Nursing home manager Melanie Calvert said Kruger, who is writing his autobiography, was probably one of the sharpest residents here. His memory is amazing for a 111-year-old. Calvert said, John Taylor, a founder of the Australian Book of Records, confirmed that Kruger had become the oldest ever Australian man. The oldest ever verified Australian was Christina Cook, who died in 2002 at age 114 and 148 days. So, uh, Damn. boy, that's, yeah, it's a hell of a life, man. I would say uh, li- living in Australia might uh, contribute to that Crikey. as well. I tell you how I live so long there. That's right, chap. I went in and I ate them chicken brains, all right? That's how I became so smart and so fit, and the girls loved me. And you know... What's with kids today, huh? Dexter. No respect. Dexter Kruger's the name. I love that. Uh, after Crikey, your Australian accent quickly went we're British. British. Yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes the accents, they, they don't flow. I it's Usually, I got to watch... Uh, like Australian or British to kind of get in their character. Sometimes on the fly, they mold. It's kind of like, uh, that's how Juan Pablo became Juan Pablo, right? He was a Russian Chinese hybrid and it just, hello. And it just kind of morphed because that they screw up sometimes. It's like, it's why I do the bad British accents on purpose now with uh, the Beatles on this day. That makes sense. Makes sense. But, uh, you know, in any case, maybe chicken brains. Yeah, maybe chicken silly uh, British accents and chicken brains are the key to a long life. Well, chicken brains live you forever, Coral. <laughs> Folks, it is Wednesday. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk wonderful. about today's show, shall we? Hump day, yeah. yeah. It is hump day, and as we do on Wednesdays, we've got words are hard. We have a segment They're called More True Brand Slogans. We've done this Put uh, it in your face. a couple months ago, and uh, quite a, uh, a fun little ride. And then we round out the day with This Day in History. Folks, Bad do not... <laughs> exactly. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot. Fun surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. (laughs) From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it! 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we've got a little thing we talk about each show. It is the Phoenix Line, our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the listeners and watchers, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe either you've eaten chicken brains or you're 111 and you attribute that longevity to something else. We want to hear about it. I I go backwards. I started at 111 and it was eating um, chicken brains and now... I've leaned off the brains. I just eat chicken now and I've made it to like year 40. So, you know, Ben Benjamin button that backwards. I was just going to say, yeah, well, well, folks, go ahead and give us a call on the Phoenix line at 855 Phoenix radio. That's 855 F E N I X RDO or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, it is Wednesday, and as we do on Wednesdays, we like to explore the English language, some of the strangeness of it, and of course, you know, it's a phrase that we use pretty much every day, but we reserve this segment for Words Are Hard. Today's Words Are Hard hard is uh, all about food, the origins of uh, popular food items, actually the names of those food items. So, uh, Tony, let me know, uh, you know, if it's a food item that you enjoy. I won't ask you if you know the uh, origin because chances are you probably don't. Yummy! (laughs) It's kind of like put it in your mouth Mondays that we used to do. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Chicken brains. Would you eat it? (laughs) Well, these are a little more mainstream, but uh, again, we're exploring the names behind these items. For instance, the first one is beef stroganoff. Not a very appetizing name, but beef stroganoff may have hit stroganoff may have hit peak popularity in America in the 1950s and 60s, but it's been around far longer than that. The recipe originated in 17th century Russia and gets its name from Count Pavel Alexandrov Stroganov, a diplomat from the Russian Stroganov family. The Count was born in Paris, so he would hire French cooks, but he would ask them to add some Russian flair to their dishes as well. According to the cookbook, A Taste of Russia, Count Stroganov's chef simply added some very Russian sour cream to a basic French mustard sauce. It was poured over some beef and became a household hit, Thus, the legendary dish was born. So uh, if you ever wondered where the name Beef Stroganoff came from, it was from Count Stroganoff. Count Stroganoff. I had feeling it was from Russia. Either way, Beef Stroganoff can be good. I used to have uh, Hamburger Helper, you know, that uh, little mascot with glove and smiley face. <laughs> I used to eat that uh, Stroganoff a lot as young men. <laughs> Thank you, Count Stroganoff, my king. You've made good delicacy better than chicken brains at the cuckoo cachoeite boy your russian was solid right there until the end where it and went yeah, uh, yep. sli- slightly went a little south dracula slightly south yeah hello <laughs> <laughs> let's keep moving on with words are hard We're talking about the origins of food names. For instance, this next one is a very popular sandwich, the Reuben, not named after Pee Wee Herman actor Paul Ah! Reubens. Though there's some debate about the Reubens. Eat your chub chub sandwich, Dottie. (laughs) While there's some debate about the Reubens' origins, many believe the sandwich emerged in the 1920s at the Blackstone Hotel in Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, hey, Yentras. 
where Bernard Schimmel was the chef. Schimmel's granddaughter told Savior that some poker players at the hotel requested snacks during their game, so Schimmel concocted the corned beef and sauerkraut sandwich for one of the players, Ruben Kulikovsky. Boy, another Russian name. The dish took off and began appearing on menus across the state. Then, in 1956, a waitress entered the sandwich into the National Restaurant Association's National Sandwich Idea Contest. Boy, that's a long contest name. Where it won the grand prize and catapulted the national uh, the sandwich to national fame. So, uh, yeah, that's where the rumor came from. Hey, uh, hey, well, man, I got this idea. I'm going to make this sandwich, Ruben. I know you're rushing and everything, man. We're going to take, like, some corned beef, man. We put some hash in it. It's going to be great, man. Let's We're keep... in this contest, man. It's going to be cool. Let's keep rolling on with uh, Words Are Hard. The uh, next word, the next food item is, well, sandwich. You know where Reuben comes from, but what about the concept of a sandwich itself? According to PBS, the sandwich is named after 18th century aristocrat John Monto, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, who enjoyed eating sliced meats between two pieces of bread. And his legacy lives on. Um, and it's Montague, not Montau. Montague's great, 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 great grandson, Orlando Montague, That's a lot of greats. founded a, lot of greats. a chain called Earl of Sandwich, which you can find at uh, Downtown Disney. The restaurant's fantastic sandwich place, by the yep, way. The restaurants pay homage to the Earl's first, most famous sandwich called the Original 1762, which is hot roast beef, sharp cheddar, and creamy horseradish sauce served on warm bread. Mm. Oh, I love me a, the horseradish. Yeah, I love me a good sandwich, though. Yeah, no, it's a great sandwich. Uh, I was going to actually add that in. I was going to say, hey, guys, I'll give you a world-class knuckle sandwich. <laughs> I was going to say that and then mention the Earl of Sandwich, but I didn't realize that uh, that it was named after that. Um, we've eaten there numerous times uh, at Downtown Disney, and uh, I, I find it to be a fantastic sandwich joint. And I'm like you, man. I enjoy... Uh, Sandwich shops. I love trying different ones. Uh, I know Subway's your favorite. Yeah, Subway is definitely number one with a bullet. No, it's not. Um, but I do love trying different sandwich shops, though. Um, we have some really good ones. Firehouse Subs, Jersey Mike's, uh, just to name a few that I can think off the top of my head. Yeah, I had a craving for Quiznos the other day. Oh, Quiznos is great, too. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to pop up again out here. Nice. They started in Colorado. Then they kind of just fizzed. You didn't see too much, but they were like the first warm sandwich. Like I remember you had Subway that was just basic cold cuts. And we grew up, uh, well, in Nevada, you had really just Porta Subs and Which is Blimpy. Good. Yeah, Porta Subs is great. They're expensive as hell, though, now. That they are. You got to mortgage your, uh, you got to get a first mortgage <laughs> to get a. A dang roast beef sandwich there anymore. <laughs> exactly. It's nuts. Well, let's keep rolling on. Talking words are hard. <laughs> We're talking the origins of popular food item names. For instance, the Waldorf salad. The Waldorf salad, which features apple, celery, grapes, and chopped walnuts over a bed of greens, is named after the establishment that birthed it the Waldorf Astoria Hotel in New York City. Mm. According to the New York Times, the dish was dreamed up by Mater. Hotel Oscar 
Chersky, another Russian name, when the hotel served it at a charity ball for St. Mary's Hospital uh, for Children in 1893. It was met with rave reviews. Today, it's still served at the Waldorf and on menus all over the country. I'm telling you, words are hard today. Words are always hard, brother. I'm not a big salad fan, but of all of the salads, uh, even a Waldorf is still kind of low on my list. No, I like salads, but I like the... Like when they have like walnuts and fruit and uh, like a, a fruity vinaigrette or something like that. Sometimes I like that. Uh, when you say Waldorf, I've never heard of this salad. I always think of the little Waldorf saloon in in Reno. That's 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 what came to my mind when you said that. Uh, yeah. not, not originated not here. Not the hotel in New York. No, no, I didn't think so. I don't even know if that venue still exists or not. So. You know, I'm not sure either. Yeah. Well, let's keep rolling on. Talking words are hard. <laughs> Origins of food favorite names. This next one, oh, we all love it. French fries. Though some claim French fries have, fries. <laughs> have French origins, National Geographic says the first French fries came from Belgium, where fishermen near the river Meuse began frying potatoes during the long winter months when there wasn't enough fish to fry. American soldiers first learned about the dish during World War I by way of French-speaking Belgian soldiers, which is why Americans dubbed them French. Today you can visit the Museum in Bruges, Belgium, devoted solely to the history of the now ubiquitous side dish. So, uh, yeah, Belgium, French fries. Weird. Who would have known? Think, well, I never knew it came from Belgium, but uh, it's weird they didn't call it something else. Like, I don't know why you'd call it French. Is the Belgium, they don't speak French, do they? They, they parts of Belgium did during World War One, which is why uh, the American soldiers just assumed that they were French. They didn't realize French fries. They, were, yeah. they didn't really know. But exactly. I gotta say, French fries are fantastic. I love French fries. I do too. Love, love them. Let's keep moving on. Words are hard. Food name origins. Again, we were just talking Waldorf salad. This one is my favorite of all the salads, and I was surprised to hear where it came from. We're talking the Caesar salad. Though most Mm. assume the Caesar salad has a connection to Julius Caesar, the popular salad was actually created in Tijuana, Mexico in 1924 Mm. by Italian-American restaurateur Caesar Cardini. According to Food & Wine, Cardini's daughter Rosa said her father came up uh, with the dish out of necessity when his restaurant was low on supplies. Working with what he had, Cardini created a salad of romaine lettuce, eggs, olive oil, croutons, and Worcestershire sauce. The rest, as they say, is history. And again, my favorite of all of the salads by far. Yeah, well, absolutely. I had... uh... What? In the actual ass. I had no idea that it was uh, uh, made in Tijuana, Mexico. Who would have thought? I've always thought that was kind of a, I don't know, like a Greek-Italian type origin. But I didn't really think about it too much. It's just, it is a good salad. You add chicken to it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I like a chicken Caesar. Who would have thought you could get a uh, Caesar salad and watch a donkey show all in the same block? So Yeah. Well, as long <laughs> as Kinky Kelly and the sexy stutter there, I guess all is well. Exactly. And then finally, in words are hard. <laughs> Food name origins. This is a breakfast favorite. Eggs Benedict. 
You're hardly alone if you thought Eggs Benedict was named after the famed traitor Arnold Benedict. It's actually Benedict Arnold. Or Pope Benedict yeah. the Eighth. Uh, sorry, the 13th. According to Atlas Obscura, this brunch staple got its name from Lemuel Benedict, a wealthy playboy of the Gilded Age who ordered the components of the meal on one presumably hungover morning at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel. Benedict's original request included regular bacon instead of the Canadian bacon we've come to expect on today's menus. But the maitre d' of the hotel, Oscar Chersky, again, the same man who came up with the salad, tinkered with the recipe to create the dish as we know it today. So, uh, you know, Eggs Benedict, uh, I'm not a big fan of the Canadian bacon, but I do love a poached egg, that hollandaise sauce. Oh, and that English muffin. So good. Yeah, it's it's not my favorite of it. Uh, our big listener of the show, Lacey, that's her go-to every time we go to breakfast. Nice. Um, they look interesting. I just I've never really tried it. I personally thought it was it was named after ben- Benedict Cumberbatch, but uh, how wrong I was! <laughs> I didn't really think that. I just want to get that in there. No worries. Well, that does it for. Words are hard on this Wednesday. When we come back, we've got a segment called More True Brand Slogans. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in a few. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Of course, you can also get us on your smart TV or mobile device through the ngbn.tv app. You can get all of the great Phoenix Media Channel shows there, including this one. And, uh, you know, if you want to get a hold of me on social, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Twitter and Instagram at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony Spark. That's S-P-A-R-K 81, or on Instagram at Tony.SanFilippo81. With all that being... With all that being said, uh, in this next segment, we're revisiting one that we did uh, a couple months back where, uh, you know, brand slogans, obviously, they're meant to sort of entice people to purchase whatever the product is. Think uh, Nike, just do it. Um, I mean, there's so many. uh, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. But uh, one group took a look at uh, what if brand slogans truly represented what uh, they were or how they worked and uh, got some hilarious results from them. So I figured we'd re- visit that with more true bl- brand slogans. That's the fact, Jack! Apparently I'm stumbling over my R's today. <laughs> All right, the first one is Q-Tips. The slogan, listen... From a liability standpoint, we have to tell you not to stick these in your ears, but you're not, we're not your mother. You do what you want. That's the fact, Jack! I always thought, like, growing up, I always thought you did. You know, I thought you stuck them, and then you go, you stick too hard sometimes, give yourself, like, an earache for days, because you kind of hit the eardrum when, realistically, all you got to do is just use it, swab it, you yep. know? They're, just, they're, they're basically cotton swabs at the end of a stick, <laughs> yeah, it makes you makes you cough sometimes. Yeah. Um, but it's funny if you read the box, it says not meant to go inside your ear, even though that's what 
99% of the population actually uses it for. And then uh, I had a laugh at the comment underneath here says, sometimes I clean my belly button with Q-tips too. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. That is pretty I, funny. I could see it. You, they do serve a lot of usage. I know ladies use it a lot for makeup things and yeah. stuff like that. Um, there's smart branding in the fact that the, the brand is Q-tip. So even if you go buy a generic uh, cotton swab, um, they, people would call them Q-tips. So yeah, same as Kleenex it, it, or Band-Aids. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of a, equated smart to the... Brand. Smart because everyone knows your brand. Exactly. Like it, it trumps the generic stuff out there. <laughs> well, let's move on with more true brand slogans. This one for instant ramen or cup of noodles. The slogan, you get paid in a few days. That's the fact, Jack! Hey, <laughs> you can afford ramen, man. You just got to look under your couch cushion. I'm sure you got like a quarter or two. Uh, it's like 10, 20 cents. It may have gone up to 10, 15 cents now. I don't yeah, know. I yeah, I think it's a quarter 15. a piece. You know, you can get them at Costco by the, what, the thousand pack for five bucks? Yeah. Well, it depends on where you're at region-wise. Uh, in Colorado, no. Uh, I know in Nevada, yes. Uh, we don't sell ramen anymore because it's at the business center. But we do sell like some some gross-ass brand called Ashan. It's like this huh. real thick ramen. Uh, I made the mistake of buying it thinking like, oh, that's it's not a bad thing. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> no. It's kind of kind of crap. Well, let's keep rolling on, talking more true brand slogans. This one for Starbucks, the slogan, pay a luxury price for an average product. That's the fact, Jack! Now, it is true. I've heard that their coffee's not, I'm not a coffee drinker, so their coffee's not great. I will say their hot chocolate is better than any of the other brands out there. Yeah, they do have some good stuff. I mean, when I was just in Disney, they had this uh, strawberry refresher thing that was it was hot outside and they put fresh strawberries with like a light hint of lemonade and some juice in it. And let me tell you, man, that was uh, pretty damn fantastic for five bucks. It was huh. definitely like they advertised refreshing. So they've got some appealing stuff. And now that they've added the food, I know their little sandwiches are good on the go. And I stuff. like their so, breakfast uh, sandwich. Yeah. They've yeah, got uh, so a they've version of their menu. Yeah. They've got a version of the uh, sausage McMuffin with egg. It's their uh, cheddar and sausage sandwich. So good. So good. But uh, coffee wise. Yeah. I, I don't get paying six bucks for an average cup of Joe. Nah, there you go. Let's keep rolling on more true brand slogans. This one, we all know where it's going for WebMD. The slogan, we promise, it's cancer always. That's the fact, Jack! <laughs> Reminds me of my dad's ex-girlfriend, Dr. Cracky. <laughs> I went to the WebMD and I swear to God you have cancer. There's Celsius uh, brewing in your uh, throat. It's cancer. <laughs> I'm Dr. Cracky. Follow me for more advice. Oh my God, I haven't done that voice in a while. That hurt. <laughs> yeah, a little tough at, what, 9.30 your time in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a little much. It's, uh, I don't know how the hell, like, Randy Savage or Raspy people talk like that all the time. I'm always talking like this all the time. Good to have some uh, lubrication handy uh, when you need it. Yeah, yeah, you got to have that ready. Oof. Let's keep moving on. More true brand slogans. This one for Instagram. The slogan, when you want to feel terrible about your inadequate life. That's the fact. Jack. It's true. It is very true. I, 
Yeah, I like to make people think I'm dating people. Uh, what dating people? It makes me makes it seem like I'm dating dudes too. I'm not. <laughs> but you can't post a picture of the girl dating on certain Instagram people because you're dating, and then you're always on vacation. So <laughs> by putting that on there, thanks to Instagram, I just recently was in the Bahamas with my friend Lori. So <laughs> there you go. Thanks Instagram. You created a whole other life for me. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to catfish, right? There you go. Let's keep rolling on. More true brand slogans. This from Amazon. The slogan, instant gratification at the expense of fellow humans. That's the fact, Jack. I agree with the instant gratification, the expense of fellow humans. I don't necessarily agree. They employ a lot of people. They pay well in their factories, not their factories, but their fulfillment centers. And uh, there's a whole new, boy, cross-section of people who are delivery drivers solely for Amazon now, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And they employ a lot of future Skynet machines. So, you know, it's... They're equal opportunity. Exactly. Let's keep moving on. More true brand slogans. This for the Bing search engine. The slogan, even we're surprised you're using us. That's the fact, Jack. Who uses Bing? I don't know who uses Bing. Right? I still use Ask Jeeves, man. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that shitty one? Ask Jeeves. Netscape. I'm a Netscape guy. Okay. Yeah, I think most people use Google, but (laughs) Bing. Wow. Yeah, I don't even know anybody who uses, what's the newest Microsoft Edge? Whatever yeah. that is. Don't use it. No, no, it's garbage. All I right. I got two browsers on here, Safari and Chrome. Uh, and even on Safari, I still use Google. I like Firefox every once stuff. in a while. But uh, let's yeah. keep moving on. More true brand slogans. This one, we all know it. We all love it. We all realize where this is going. Disney monopolizing entertainment a billion dollars at a time. That's the yep. fact, Jack. We're taking over the world. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they own quite a bit of franchises. So the company, only that kind of company could survive shutting down a theme park for yeah. almost an entire year and still be fine. Losing millions of dollars a day. Be like, eh, mm. yeah, that was a little bump in the road. Yeah, just it was a little hiccup, you know. Well, no the, big deal. The rumor mills know, two weeks ago were flying around because AT&T sold Warner Media. Discovery ended up buying them, but uh, people were thinking that Disney was going to pick them up and that they'd own both Marvel and DC now, which uh, maybe maybe for the best that that's not the case. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be wow, weird. That would have been really weird. <laughs> I, I don't know how I'd feel about Disney owning DC too. No. No. Because then they would try to interweave that with Marvel, and it's just two different things. The movies would be better, but uh, that's about it. Yeah. Let's keep rolling on, talking more true brand slogans. This one for YouTube, the slogan, where the world watches ads. That's the fact, Jack! This is true. There's always ads when you're trying to get to your Pat McAfee or your whatever videos you watch. <laughs> watch this five-second ad. And then you skip that ad after the five seconds, and then there's another ad. And it's funny. When streaming yeah. became pre- prevalent, everybody was, was excited that uh, you know there weren't as many ads. In some cases, there were no ads. And now, anytime you go on a streaming platform, unless you're paying a, a super premium for them, you're getting just as many ads as you would uh, network television. Pretty much. Yep. But, you know, sometimes they're kind of, weirdly, it's like whatever's local, 
like it's weird to see local ads on there. It's strange. <laughs> They're yeah. affordable for local, on. so. Yeah. All right. And then finally here in more true brand slogans, this for Reddit, their slogan, you don't have to read shampoo bottles anymore while taking a dump. That's the fact, Jack. <laughs> this dude, is Reddit even really um, credible at times? Isn't there, like people can sometimes go in there and they hack it and they change a bunch of shit. And... You might be thinking Wikipedia. Reddit no, is truly a user. Yeah. yeah. Wikipedia is what I'm thinking. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, right. Reddit, I never got into Reddit just because, you know, the whole upvoting, downvoting thing. I'd rather just Google what I'm looking for. So that's the way it goes. In any case, folks, uh, boy, we are headed into our break and into our final segment of the show. Do not go anywhere. We'll see you guys after the break for this day in history. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the fourth and final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. I'll take that as a yes, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. With that being said, folks, while you are there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Spread the seed. Spark it around. Spread it. There you go. I like it. Share it. it. Love it. it. Well, folks, at the end of each show, we like to drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Us in the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, let's go ahead and kick things off with this day in 1538. Geneva expels John Calvin and his followers from the city. Calvin lives in exile in Strasbourg for the next three years. Could you imagine if cities could just still kick you out? Just like, we don't want you here. Leave. They're like, you're gone. You know what, Mr. Calvin, not Calvin Klein, get out of here. (laughs) <laughs> just for three years. But after three years, you're welcome to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the next three years, get the hell out of here. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? <laughs> Moving on this day in 1805, well, a little connection to where you're at, Tone. Lewis and Clark first sight the Rocky Mountains. Ooh, Lewis, do you see that? Yeah, Clark. Rocky, aren't they? Mountains. Rocky Mountains. <laughs> oh. And my guess is they saw the Rocky Mountains and were basically like, eh, we're going to stop right there. I don't think we're going to go any further. Seems yeah, treacherous. We're good. We made it as far as we need to go. Up, <laughs> oh, Tony's going to grab the prop because he knows that this day in 1805, Napoleon Bonaparte is crowned King of Italy. And of course, we know how he celebrated that coronation by heading over to the Pharaohs and getting that famous Piggly Wiggly trough. Excellent! <laughs> 
Oh, moving on. This day in 1857, U.S. slave Dred Scott and his family are freed by owner Henry Taylor Blow only three months after U.S. courts ruled against them in Dred Scott versus Sanford. Dred Scott, badass name. Henry Taylor Blow, terrible name. Yeah, HTB versus Dred Scott. <laughs> What's your name? Dred. What's your last name? Scott. Why are you talking like that? Because I'm Dred Scott. I was owned by Mr. Blow. Mr. Blow owns me, but I don't own Mr. Blow. He can blow me. Let's move on. This day in 1897. Ah, here's a little call back to earlier. Dracula by Irish author Bram Stoker is published by Archibald Constable and Company in London. your chicken brains <laughs> I am the count and I scare Annabella <laughs> <laughs> moving on this day in 1922 Vladimir Lenin suffers a stroke obviously uh, he would later die to which uh, taken over by Joseph Stalin and uh, we all know how Russia did uh, following that point in time like Billy Squire says the stroke Stroke. <laughs> stroke me. Stroke me. I'm having a stroke. Moving on this day in 1925, Babe Ruth is finally out of bed five weeks after ulcer surgery. Boy, I wonder if maybe poor diet led to that. Uh, smoking, drinking. Couldn't be any of that with Babe Ruth, right? Babe Ruth. Baby Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta find like a Babe Ruth soundbite, like just one part of the sad, the sad lot where they just go. Ruth? <laughs> oh, no. No, the Scoonies. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can have a sloth one too, but uh, Babe Ruth. <laughs> Let's keep rolling on this day in 1940. The first successful helicopter flight in the U.S., Vought Sikorsky US 300, designed by Igor Sikorsky. Again, would not want to be the first to uh, take a helicopter up into the sky and be like, sure, this will end well. Hello, my name is Igor, and you're on Jackass. <laughs> I'm flying first helicopter here, <laughs> praying that I don't fall to my death. Yes. I will set up for future Johnny Knoxville stunts. <laughs> it is almost Russian day today, and just a lot of Russian references. Every, everything's Russian. It's the Russian episode. Yep. This day in 1941, the American flag house, Betsy Ross's home, is given to the city of Philadelphia, of course, where she knitted, or sorry, Seam together the very first American flag. Thank bet thank you, Betsy Ross. You made a beautiful flag. I absolutely beautiful. agree. All right, uh, moving on ahead. Ooh, Tony, get that accent ready because this day in 1967, EMI releases Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band a few days early in the UK. It would go on to number one for 15 weeks in the US and 22 weeks in the UK. Hey guys, we just put out a weird album called Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts. We're number one with a bullet. It's going <laughs> to last about 15 weeks. My accent's only going to last about five more seconds. Arguably my favorite of all the Beatles albums. Uh, I just love it. Weird, strange, fun. Uh, but don't put that accent away quite yet, Tony, because this day in 1969, John Lennon and Yoko Ono begin their second bed-in for peace at the Queen Elizabeth Hotel in Montreal. Yoko, Queen Elizabeth is coming. Would you like to get in bed? I like it very much. I like it too. <laughs> Ooh, we got a dialogue in that one. 
<laughs> Let's keep rolling on. This day in 1972. Joe Frazier TKO's Ron Strander in five for the heavyweight boxing title. Down goes Strander and still your heavyweight champion, Joe Frazier. He's smoking. <laughs> What's funny is that uh, impression is usually down goes Frazier. In this case, he was the victor, so... Yeah, this time Frazier knocked out Stander, and no one has heard of Ron Stander. No, nope. I mean, well, I'm sure people have. That's we, the first time I've heard. Of we have now. All yeah. right, let's keep moving on. This day, in 1975, Rhinestone Cowboy single released by Glenn Campbell ended up being the Billboard Song of the Year in 1975. That song sucked. Yeah, like a rhinestone cowboy. Wow, eating chicken brains for soup. You got to think. Cowboy. 1975, the height of the disco movement. Yeah, there was some great classic rock. Well, it was just rock at that time, but uh, going on at that time. But uh, Rhinestone Cowboy, that was just countries, uh, you know, dipping their toe in the water to try and uh, capitalize on the disco craze. Disco stew does not approve. (laughs) let's keep rolling on this date in 1993 and in this case i need more information maybe even video in major league baseball carlos martinez famously hits a ball off of jose canseco's head for a home run i don't remember this i I don't either like what what did he do did he hit it in the outfield and jose canseco i know at the time just super jacked from the roids it just me catch ball doink (laughs) <laughs> Home run off my head. Rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> Could be. I'm a best brother. After the show, I'm going to Google it cause, uh, or YouTube it because uh, I got to yeah. find out more. I wonder if it's better than the uh, Randy Johnson exploding bird pitch. Ooh, nothing's yeah, better than that. That was pretty good one. That was yeah, pretty badass. This day in 2002, Eminem releases his fourth studio album, The Eminem Show. It was the 2002 Billboard Album of the Year Grammy Award for Best Rap Album in 2003, I, and definitely I the height quite of Eminem. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I enjoyed that album. That was really good. I I think Stan was the big one that hooked. It had that so. Dido cut in it. Yeah, and then Devin Sawa. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Was, yeah. Final destination. <laughs> That's my girlfriend in the trunk. Yeah. It was good. Good times. This day in 2012. Again, I want more to this story. Pope Benedict the 16th. Butler yeah. is arrested for allegedly leaking confidential documents. Oh, they need to make a movie about that. Yeah. I don't mean to be mean, but Pope Benedict was a scary mf man. He was. Look at that photo. Like, would you want to wake up in the bed next to that? Come on, in! <laughs> he was... You want a Benedict? <laughs> he was the German Pope, which made it even that much scarier. Yeah, dude, that dude looks freaky. <laughs> and then finally, this day in 2020, J.K. Rowling begins publishing the children's story, The Ichabog, online in installments. Uh, I don't know if it's part of the Wizarding World or not, but, uh, you know. And, and in further news, does anyone even remember that happening? I just remember everything being COVID and Tiger King last year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only remember, two things that occurred last remember, year. I don't remember the Ichabog. <laughs> oh, and then finally, let's run down some of today's holidays, Monday. where we talk about the things that we you know, celebrate. For instance, uh, this is for my blushing bride to be. It is World Redhead Day. 
Get Tony, it, redheads do it better. Tony, it is World Dracula Day. Obviously, ah, yeah. ah, ah, the Dracula accent is bad. It is National Blueberry Cheesecake Day. Don't put blueberries Damn in my cheesecake. Right. Nah, I like it. <laughs> it is National Cherry Dessert Day. I can I can get down with some of that. It is National Paper Airplane Day. All yeah. right, I guess if you're bored. School's out, or otherwise it suggests making one. <laughs> it is National Senior Health and Fitness Day. That should be every day, really. Yep, eat your chicken brains, folks. It is Sally Ride Day. I assume that uh, this Sally is Sally the- likes to ride, man. <laughs> get on top, boogie and bop. It is World Product Day, and finally, get those dance shoes on because it is World Lindy Hop Day. So, uh, Lindy Hop all effing day. We're going to go ahead and Lindy Hop into Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode, which means Florida, man. Enjoy your Wednesday, Whoa. folks. We'll see you all tomorrow. Yes.